Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 55. I'm your host, Kamran Shishtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Hey everyone, we're back again, another fun week. Uh, not too much news, uh, finally. It's going to be uh, just six pieces today, and we'll get through them fairly quickly, which means it'll be a more uh, what we're playing and watching centric episode, James. It's finally happening again, especially after last week. We didn't even have time to talk about anything. Yeah, really. that came out of nowhere. I just kind of went on an Assassin's Creed rant about bloodlines and shit, and then it got really weird. Also, I noticed, dude, uh, last episode, when editing it, I had no idea how many times I said fuck or fucking. Like, to a point where it was in almost every other sentence, like that one South Park episode where they had the counter for how many times they said shit. Oh, yeah. It felt like that, and I listened to it, and I'm like, wow... And it's funny, too, because I'm not going to lie, guys, I work with kids a lot in virtual events and whatnot, and uh, I never do that. I'm, like, re- I'm really good at filtering myself because uh, throughout my life I've worked at, like, summer camps, and, like, it's summer camps I went to as a kid and just kind of grew into it, but it just became a very easy, instinctual, automatic filter. I didn't even have to think about it, and I would never really say anything, quote-unquote, bad, basically, and... In this, I was just like, yo, fuck it, fuck it, fuck it, blood, the assassins come and shit, and the, the stuff like that, and I was like, oh, wow, I should probably try to not do that as much. More so just because I was like, ah, I could talk better than that. Not in terms of like, ah, oh, the language is bad, but more like, oh, I could, you know, just talk a little bit more eloquently, I guess. Yeah, it's super funny because I saw you post about that, and it was like, I don't remember that, but okay. Listen to it. <laughs> Listen to it, and you'll notice. I was, I was like, oh, shit. Dude, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, so our news today is pretty much regarding Star Wars, Uncharted, Adam Smasher joining Black Adam, which is, uh, I think that'll be the longest of the movie news, and then gaming news is a little bit more about Xbox and Destiny, which I will say for Destiny, we'll kind of use that also as a transition into kind of what we're doing in Destiny and playing right now, because of the delay currently also. Uh, so that'll be probably the bigger conversation today most likely so it's another destiny episode everyone uh but james i also have some some really terrible news oh neca you know neca remind it's me the they're the uh i think national american uh collection and i, f- I honestly forgot what right. NECA stands okay for. but they they do the figures they're really they're really uh yeah. detailed like figures and the best part about them is their quality is so high that you never really feel like you need a statue of something just because these figures are very affordable and they're just highly detailed and have a lot of points of articulation, which means like, you know, you can move them around a bit. And they've been since 2014, really since the original or the legendary Godzilla film came out, they've been doing these Godzilla figures. And I've been trying to get the ones I really like. There's a good amount of them and I'm not getting them all, but there's like some good ones. And I'm like, oh man, these are like good and they're more affordable than statues, but they're just like, they're really nice. The license ends mid-August, and they're not producing anything else. There's, like, two more figures coming out uh-huh. regarding, like, uh, the movie Tokyo SOS and Godzilla vs. Biollante. And those are the last two figures, and then they're moving... Toho is instead pursuing a license with Playmate Toys, huh. which is the Hong Kong company that makes kind of fucking kid toys. Mm. Ah, shit, I did it again. And... <laughs> At least they're aware of it now. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they just make more 
general audience ones, so more mm. dedicated to kids. So like, it's not going to be hard quality. It's more going to be like, ah, oh, it feels like plastic so or like hollow. Is it instead of it being like a collector's item, it's just like more of a toy now? Yes. Oh, hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty much, I went through the wiki of the entire NECA Godzilla line to see what I'm missing. And I'm like, okay, obviously I ha there's more of the, like, I don't have as many as there actually, like, I'm missing more than half. But I'm not actually getting every single one, because I don't necessarily want the Godzilla from every single, or like, all the different movies. I just want specific ones from key movies. And... I'm looking at, like, the Shin Godzilla ones. There's, like, mm. the one with the regular Shin Godzilla, one with its atomic blast. So, like, those two. Uh, the final two that are coming out, uh, they're variants of the regular Godzilla from Biolant and Tokyo SOS, but the variants are, like, Biolant's uh, green bile. So it's, like, a glowish green Godzilla, and then another one's the yellowish Godzilla because it's the hyper maser cannon from Mechagodzilla like when he gets blasted so i'm like oh god i need these hmm. uh so i'm like looking at those two and then this is really bad but they like made this really awesome movie box con uh containers now so like they actually look like the film posters and they're really good quality oh, compared to neat. like just a pla plastic casing and so i have that for the 2019 movie uh for like the different Godzillas for that and Rodan and stuff. And then uh, there was a really cool Nintendo Godzilla. So it's like an 8-bit Godzilla looking one. And hmm. they did it after I had already bought Space God the one from Space Godzilla, the one from Destroya, and the original 1954 one. And I'm like, what if I just bought them again and sold these ones? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I shouldn't do that. But also like, I just really want that box. And this is like, this is as far as it gets for me, guys. Like, my guilty pleasure, not guilty pleasure, but Godzilla, there's no, James, there's no line I won't cross when it comes to Godzilla. That's my thing. So I kind of go above there's, and beyond There's no rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just, that's where I don't really think about it. And I just go, yeah, of course I'm going to get that. It's Godzilla. And they go, wow, that's okay. Uh, I mean, hey, it's better than the alternative of getting fucking funko pops and i meant to say that because it was funko pops so of course i'm yeah. gonna include it with that plus it's kind of some a little a little bit of alliteration it sounds good yes <laughs> exactly the funking the fucking pops <laughs> <laughs> all right so without further ado we'll get into it uh starting with the well actually i almost forgot of course i'm trying to do this intro more often now but this podcast of course covers gaming news movie news and television news uh, specific topics that we will actually more uh, talk in depth about than just random lists of news. The only things we include that are more shallow now is the delayed release dates due to COVID-19. That's the only reason I include those is because of the epidemic. If there wasn't that, I would never probably talk about delays as much. And of course, we talk about what we've been currently playing and watching and just kind of going into detail about that. But yeah, so now to get into the news. First up is a new Star Wars animated uh, series is coming to Disney+, Plus, which is Star Wars The Bad Batch. And a few episodes ago, I did talk about them. I think it was before episode 50, so probably 49 or 48, I think. And uh, I was a arc in the final season of The Clone Wars. And it's about... The Bad Batch is a squad of clones that are kind of defects in terms of kind of physical appearance 
so they don't look like the normal clones of Jango Fett in the Clone Wars. They're like these dudes that just literally look completely unique in their own ways. And there's four guys, I forget their names, but I think one was like Brick and yeah, it's really, I, I can't remember their names. There were only like four episodes, but uh, there's uh, the heavy guy. So he has like the heavy equipment, explosives, stuff like that. Uh, he's very simple-minded. He's like, yeah, go boom, all right. <laughs> and you're just like, all right, bro. Uh, you got the sniper who is the least talkative and he's kind of a wise ass. You have the technician who's like the hacker. He can get through shit or like he's the brains. Uh, uh, who's always like, I think even has glass. He has like goggles and stuff. So he's the more sciencey, you know, sciencey technician guy. And then you have the leader who is the more straight up looks like he's from a, he looks like he's from Rambo or Predator or something. He's like the hunter, the tracker, oh, okay. uh, pretty much like a salt guy. He's really tight. Uh, he's definitely like my favorite of the four. But at the end of their arc, uh, they had rescued the arc trooper James. I think you've met him. All, you've how far are you in Clone Wars currently? I know I'm at least like I think I got past the third season. I I'm pretty sure I'm at least halfway through that show. Okay, so you've met the clones that are kind of like at that um, remote outpost, and they get attacked, and only like three of them or two of them survive. Probably. Uh, they joined the 501st. It's like they're... Do you know the clones' names, uh, Fives and Echo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, in one of the... In later episodes, uh, something happens, and you think Echo's... I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's, like, kind of leads into the Bad Batch. But something happens to Echo, and he's not there anymore. Mm. And eventually, the Bad Batch introduces Echo, because they catch it. They, uh, he... It turns out it's like, oh, shit, it's Echo. And Anakin and Rex and the Bad Batch, like, get him. And uh, he ends up joining them at the end. So the show is supposed to take place after the events of like the show and the Clone Wars. And it'll be kind of the weird change of... Oh, that's oh I found the names actually. Hunter, Crosshair. So Hunter is the tracking one. Crosshair is the sniper. Tech is the techie guy. <laughs> <laughs> and Wrecker is the uh, heavy. So his name is Wrecker, not Brick. Who the fuck is Brick? Oh, I think that's from Borderlands, actually. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> and Echo. So uh, it seems to us... Uh, what, what's the... It will take place... Uh, I believe, yeah, it'll take place after the Clone Wars and kind of lead into... It's like that post... Um, it's like Imperial Commando time instead of like remember republic commando the game yeah yeah so it's like clones uh republic turning into the empire so i think it's that time that they're gonna be in uh which will be really interesting because they're kind of a they, they're a squad that usually works alone and doesn't do anything with other clones but they get sent in for like crazy shit so they're think of them as the spiritual successors to clone commandos in a way but they're just more unique and of course, the, they'll probably all have the same voice actors still. There's been uh, one guy that voiced every single clone in the Clone Wars. And I'm really pumped for this. Uh, Dave Filoni's still pretty much in charge of it, thank God. Uh, that's how I'm assured it's going to be a good time, is if he's involved. If he's not, that's when I start questioning things. But he's the one that kind of got... Uh, he was from the Lucas Harris stuff and worked with George Lucas and then 
kind of kept going after they bought it, but like his involvement has been Clone Wars, Rebels, The Mandalorian. So you know he's got a good uh, he's got a good track record at least. So would they would this Bad Batch still be part of the Empire, or are they like do they go rogue and do their own thing? So that's what I'm not sure of. So what I'm thinking is it's going to be one of those turning uh, ones. So they're probably going to be with the Republic and then it'll move on to the Empire and then they'll stick with that for a bit. But I think I feel like eventually they might just go rogue because they're already so unique. They don't really listen to orders as much. Mm. But we'll see. And it might bring in some Clone Wars characters maybe. If it's the era we're thinking of it might we might see like Rex and Ahsoka at some point which would be cool. I think that would be awesome. Oh it's, it's so it's, it'll premiere some point in 2021. Right. So I'm excited for this. This is going to be cool. Uh, next up James uh, Uncharted. <laughs> it's finally happening. So the Uncharted film is officially filming now. And that's due to Tom Holland. Uh, I believe he took an Instagram post and showed, uh, I guess, like, the set or something. And he's like, uh, day one, hashtag Uncharted. I still don't quite believe it. It's happening, James. It's finally happening. And it's like, I'm, I'm very pumped for this. Not because I'm like, oh, this could be a great movie. I have no idea. This movie could suck ass just like a lot of the other video game movies. Sure. But... I'm more so like, it's like when you see The Last Guardian. I didn't know if I was interested in The Last Guardian, but I just wanted the announcement and for it to finally get out there so it could be done and we don't have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. I want Uncharted to be done so I don't have to deal with this fucking movie anymore because it's just, oh God, it's just taken so long. That, it's like Uncharted movie, the Uncharted movie and the steven spielberg halo project are the two things where you're just like either just make it just make it get it out there or pull the plug do one or the other this has taken so long that we're just all tired yeah it feels like we've been hearing about the uncharted movie for like literally a decade i i and when did our uncharted 3 came out in 2011 so that's when it was announced so almost a decade actually yeah Oh my god, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, doesn't that just destroy your world? I remember because 2011, I think I was st- I hadn't transferred to SCAD for school yet, which SCAD is short for Hispanic College of Art and Design, and I was still working at uh, restaurants in Fisherman's Wharf, and I just, I think I remember listening, I remember, I think I was listening to like Podcast Beyond or something back then. And uh, they're just talking about it, and they're like, "Yeah, Mark Wahlberg might be Nathan Drake," and I'm like, "That's so stupid. Make it Nathan Fillion." Yeah. <laughs> At the time, obviously now it's like he's too old, and or you know, sorry guys, he is a little too old. And it's also if you make a young Drake, he's definitely too old. <laughs> I think what uh, they could so- do maybe is they could have Nathan Fillion be like old retired Nate, and he's telling his stories to like his daughter or something. And then yeah, flashes back could. to young uh, Tom Hall and Nathan Drake. Oh, that'd be pretty tight, yeah. But apparently, yes. Yeah, so it it went full circle, if you remember correctly. Like, uh, you're like, oh, Mark Wahlberg is Nathan Drake. That sounds absolutely terrible. And then now it's like, hey, Mark Wahlberg might be Sully. And you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but then I thought about it, and I was like, 
Hey, you know, you know what happens when you mess from people from Texas? We got a transformer here, as Nathan or as uh, Victor Goddamn Sullivan, and I'm like, those aren't similar at all. And I, I was, I don't know if I, because James, have you ever heard Mark Wahlberg not sound like fucking Boston? Wal- okay, I'm really doing no uh, Boston Mark Wahlberg. No, you're like. I did just... You just sounds like Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, you did just point out that, like, even in Transformers, when he's supposed to be, like, a dude from Texas, I don't know, maybe he moved to Texas or something, but yeah, he, like, did not have a, a Texas, a, a Texan accent in the slightest. Yeah, no, he was definitely from Texas because the way he always talked, you don't mess with people from Texas. You oh, don't, yeah. You don't say that if you move to Texas. You say that if you're from Texas, especially if they're, they're living in some, like, you don't move there to live in some trash pile place and then talk to your dead wife in the sky. Like, that's some shit you do if you're from Texas. <laughs> God, that movie is so fucking bad. Ah, uh, you know, I was right about it the other she's day. She's grown up so much. And I was just like... <laughs> Okay, so, like, if you need to set off that transformium bomb in a place with, like, high biomatter, like, they weren't specific that it needed to be sentient life. You just set that shit off in the Amazon. It's literally all biomatter. Like, the only reason why they did it in, like, that city in China was just so they could sell to the Chinese market. James, I just gotta tell you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It was bad either way. It really... The only... The only, I, the only character I liked was, who was that business guy? Oh, the Stanley Tucci dude who's like, here's a Beats by Dre. Here's the other product placement. I just, I literally, I think I only laughed. I think I laughed when, what's his face? Um, uh, crap, what's his name? Who, who, he's in Deadpool also. Is it TJ? Oh uh, yeah, TJ Miller. TJ Miller dies, and he just kind of dies, and I laughed because I was like, that was funny. Dude, I lost <laughs> but, my mind. Because you're supposed to feel bad for him, and I, I just didn't care. I was like, who the fuck is... You killed the fucking... You killed TJ Miller, okay. Yeah, I lost my mind later on in that movie when they, like, crash a spaceship through a Budweiser truck. Oh, uh, don't even... And he's just like... Actually, James, it was a Bud Light truck? It was a Bud Light truck. And, like, Mark Wahlberg... <laughs> Picks up a beer, cracks it open on some dude's car, and it takes a swig mid-scene. It's just like, this couldn't be more product placement if you, like, literally just had, like, the uh, disclaimers at the bottom of the screen. About- I mean, that movie was just, it was, you could tell it's the culmination of everything. You have China influence, you have terrible ads, and it's just all in one. The only funny part is Stanley Tucci going... How do you say move the fuck out of the way in Chinese? Yeah. <laughs> Those old ladies are in front of him. <laughs> That's like the only part I laughed at. And then I think at the end, when all the Dinobots, was it were they called Dinobots? Yeah, no, Dinobots. that was the actual. Yeah, the Dinobots go and just run off into the forest, and I'm like, wait, are they yeah. just are they just letting him go into China? <laughs> oh god, that movie is so fucking bad. It's, it's so, so bad. terrible. <laughs> Oh god, I, I watched that for free in the IMAX, and I I watched that for free in IMAX and won my money back. I was so angry. Yeah, it's just like it, you feel like you've wasted your time. Yeah, that I, that's a whole thing when you talk about quality of like I, I've been I forget what podcast I was listening to where you talk about games that are too long and you go you know, uh, respect people's time more yeah. when they play your game and you don't necessarily have to make it massive. You can just make it important when you play it. You don't want to have it just like 
really all the fat and it's all bubbly and gross at the sides and stuff. Just make it crisp and nice and don't make us do all this extra shit for no reason because you thought we should have more in there to do when it's not fun. Uh, same thing with the movie where at the same time though, that's also up to the audience because they still throw their money at shit. Yeah. And the only way to stop it is to not put your money into it. Which, you know, we're in America. That's really hard to do. As you can see, it's hard enough for people to keep on their damn masks. It's going to be harder for people to yeah. think individually and do that kind of thing. That's not going to... This is sheep country, damn it. <laughs> you got to do your sheep things. Yeah. So that was a bad Uncharted movie, obviously. <laughs> And last uh, is actually some DC movie news. So this is actually really cool. Uh, they, uh, or they, Warner Brothers has casted Noah Centineo in the Black Adam movie coming up with The Rock starring as Black Adam. Uh, Joe Centineo is set to play Adam Smasher. And when I saw this, I was very like, huh? Adam Smasher. Because for the most part, if you're the average person that maybe watches like, oh, it's a DC Marvel movie in theaters, that's about the closest, that's, you're just, that's, you're on the surface. You're not, you don't read the comics maybe, or even if you do read the comics, you don't read like the more obscure stuff. You're like, oh, I'll read Spider-Man or Batman or something more like mainline. You won't really know who Adam Smasher is of all people. Yeah, you mentioned him and, and I was just like, Who? Exactly. So Adam Smasher is a member of the Justice Society of America, or the JSA. And he is like the godson of the original Adam. So James, there is like six, seven Adam-centric characters, maybe? Uh, you have the kind of mainline, I'm the Adam and I shrink character, like Ray Palmer, right. uh, Ryan Choi. And there's like a few other uh, versions like in between them and stuff. And I think they die or something. I don't know. But there, there's like that side of Adam. And then there's the original Adam. Just kind of like, you know, you have Hal Jordan as the Green Lantern. And you think, oh yeah, Hal Jordan and Ray Palmer were like the first Adam and Green Lantern. They were the Silver Age versions. So they weren't the first. The first ones were like, you know, I uh, remember Alan Scott, the Green Lantern with the actual lantern in the red cape. Very vaguely. Yeah, so he was, like, part of the Justice Society of America, which was the Golden Age DC comic time, so, like, World War II and things like that. There was an Adam as well. And I think, I'm trying to remember his, I was looking up uh, the old DC Wiki stuff just to kind of remember it all, but I think it was Albert Pratt uh, played the original Adam, and he didn't really have powers, and he was pretty short. He was, like, 5'1". So when you look at the, it's really cool. If you look, like, a, at a... Alex Ross cover or something like really good art of the Justice Society of America. You got like Alan Scott, Green Lantern, Jay Gehrig, uh, The Flash. You have Sandman, Doctor Fate, Hawkman, and you have the Atom and Wildcat. And you look at Atom and he's just hella short. And you're like, oh, it's just like this dude that looks like a masked wrestler. Okay, and, or he like looks like this uh, guy that has like a yondu mohawk or something but he's like before that he's like the original he was from the 40s they made this character huh. and he eventually like had a son and a godson and his son was name was damage whose power was actually like he could like do these crazy explosions 
and Adam Smasher was his godson. His I think his dad was actually like some one of the DC villains from back in that day. But Adam Smasher is like kind of like you know Ant Man and Giant Man. He's like Giant Man, I believe. So I don't think I can't remember if he shrinks or not. I think he can at least uh, grow in size. So that's like his big thing, and he can get very very large. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, th so I think he just grows. And he can grow up to 20 feet, at least looking at his uh, uh, DC wiki, he can grow up to 28 feet tall. So pretty massive, like, gigantic size. Uh, which you don't know, Gigantus, uh a massive woman uh, who's a Wonder Woman villain. But he's going to be in the Adam film. And he will be the... I'm not too sure they don't say what his role is going to be, but when Black Adam reforms at certain points in the comics and kind of joins the good guys, quote-unquote, uh, he joins the Justice Society of America. He was never on the League. He was with the JSA. Oh, interesting. So he was with, like, Green Lantern and all them. And the guy he vibed with the most with, was Adam Smasher. And they kind of became really good friends. And at a certain point, they felt like the lines weren't... Uh, they felt the lines were too close. So, like, you know, in terms of, like there's the lines he won't cross, they were more willing to cross a little bit more. Not too much, but a little bit more than the rest of the JSA to the point where they left together. And, like, they were pretty good partners, basically, in, in fighting things. And I think, like, all this shit happens in the fake country of Kandak, which Black Adam becomes the ruler of, and his, like, wife is Isis, who, of course, you know, sounds like the Roman, the Egyptian goddess Isis. And she's, like, also super-powered. And she has a little brother named Osiris, I believe, who is also super-powered. And there's, like, this whole thing. Uh, but basically, like, they go back and forth with, like, you know, Black Adam's been good and bad all the time. Adam Smasher was kind of, like, anti-hero a bit. He wasn't necessarily bad, but he would side with Black Adam on certain things. But at the, at the most part, he was always good and was part of, like, the Justice Society of America. The whole thing, too with the Black Adam film is it's supposed to introduce the JSA in the D the, into the DCEU, which is really cool. Really? Yeah. So they're putting the Justice Society in the DC universe or Weird. the DC extended universe. Yeah. I didn't so think I'm, they'd bother with that because I figured they'd just do the Justice League. Yeah, no, they're, they said, fuck it. We're doing two leagues, bro. We got a league and a society, which makes me excited because also it's like, you know, it's still they're growing and they're putting a lot of shit in there. But if they can just, if they can do it right, then I'm just like, you know, obviously in the past it's been very messy, but if they can clean things up and kind of keep, keep the ball rolling they've had going with uh, Aquaman, Shazam, Birds of Prey, like Birds of Prey wasn't bad. I, it, I, it wasn't the best to me, but it was, it was still enjoyable and it fit. If they can keep that stuff going with these and stay on par with that, with still hopefully keeping certain Snyder-esque things and like maintaining that this could work out to a point where you have a clear justice society and you have maybe an, a, a second justice league movie that's more successful like that that's the goal here probably eventually and i i'm curious to see though exactly how this is going to be with black adam because they if black adam is a star and it's about kandak or kandik i always forget if it's kandak or kandik uh i'm i'm curious to see if he'll be full-on, like, hero or more anti-hero 
and most likely Adam Smasher will be like the supporting hero to help him. But I'm excited to see that it's not just him. So potentially, like, you know, there's rumors we might see Superman maybe, or Captain Marvel himself, or Shazam, if you want to call him that. I just still like calling him Captain Marvel. Uh, I, I just want to see exactly how much of the Justice Society could be in there and everything else. But out of all the JSA, Adam Smasher definitely is the most important in terms of Black Adam as a character. But I, I do want to see exactly maybe what else they can put in, or who else they might put in, because this could be the Justice Society origin movie, and then you get an actual Justice Society film eventually through there. Very interesting. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a little rant there, but yeah, that's kind of about that. And that's it for the movie TV news. Moving on to the gaming news. So the next two pieces are more about Xbox. So uh, Microsoft announced, which of course, guys, uh, keep in mind, remember, I am a Microsoft employee, but I am not a person that works on Xbox or any of the studios. I'm not related in that sense, so I know nothing of whatever they ever plan. I just kind of get employee discounts. That's about it. Uh, and especially now I used to run like gaming tournaments before I don't even do that now so like that that's like I'm pretty much not related to anything involving gaming when it comes to Microsoft at this point uh, that said uh, commenting here and of course uh, my opinions here are just mine not the company's because obviously I, I, I keep my own thing and I might say some things against not saying things against Microsoft but I'm more like you know I don't care about this <laughs> or something uh, so they announced that Game Pass Ultimate will get the Project X Cloud service in September. Yeah, that's just huge. Yeah, and because uh, for those that don't know, X Cloud is the ability to play your Xbox games on your phone or on your like PC and stuff like that. I believe. Yeah. But it's like mainly like on your phone, you could play Halo Infinite if you wanted to, or I guess right now technically Halo Five Guardians is like one of the games you could try out on it. Like, unless I'm mistaken, that means that you could technically play pretty much all of the first party xbox exclusive games without even owning an xbox anymore you could literally play the entire game pass ultimate library on your phone yeah like no need to buy an xbox you just get this subscription and you can just play whatever you want granted like playing on your phone or your computer is not going to be as like great as an of an experience it's like actually downloading and playing it to a console because you're streaming the games but that's huge in my opinion that like you don't that, you don't even need an xbox to play xbox games anymore yeah and this is i mean like the best deal right now is game pass ultimate like it's pretty much the best deal right now in terms of games software at this point oh uh, yeah and it's just a, <clears throat> even working there it's a fact like if i didn't work there i'd say the same thing i can guarantee you it just like for its price and everything else which i still don't even understand i'm like how do all the developers make all the money from this but like it, it works really well for the consumer and adding this too i'm pretty sure at no additional cost like that is big like that that's even bigger feature i uh, we both have game pass ultimate i'm pretty sure right yeah. james i do for sure i don't even um, have a pc that could play the pc games but it was just like a better deal to just get the game pass ultimate yeah i at least at the you time. know i i, I got my I, I don't think i've paid for mine actually now i think about it i actually have another year i need to put in soon but I, I'm pretty much, I'm good for like four, James, I'm good for three years. I don't have to pay for shit. That's <laughs> great. Uh, I actually, let's see. I, I have a bunch of PC games I actually still need to play. I'm excited because all the Age of Empires games are on there. And that's what I'm excited to play 
honestly, most of all. I'm like, oh, they're like, oh I can't wait to play Halo uh, 5 and the other games on Game Pass on Xbox, right? I'm like, yeah, but also I just really want to play Age of Empires. <laughs> that's really, that's my thing. And Fair enough. Uh, do you think you'll be using xCloud now that you'll have the service? Uh, I might dabble with it. Like, if I'm, like, watching something on Netflix, it might be cool to just, like, grind out something in Destiny, like, on my phone for a while or whatever. Okay. I don't know. It's, like, yeah, for, little things like that. I probably won't for the most part. But uh, the reason for me, of course, is I have a Switch mm. yeah. that has multiple unplayed games to where I've only played Animal Crossing and haven't even finished the freaking World of Light in Smash Brothers. And I have like four other games I haven't even downloaded or played. And then I still have a Vita <laughs> with a backlog there. So that's mainly the reason because then I, I look at that and it's this handheld zone. And if it's a handheld zone, I still got all this stuff to do. So I'm kind of good for now. It's something I would yeah. consider in the future, but for now... I just I'm too busy. That's for that. that's very fair. Yeah. And then uh, next up for still Xbox news is regarding the consoles. So, uh, leading up now for the Series X launch, the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S all digital are ceasing production. Yeah, I saw that. I was surprised by the Series X. No, God, I keep making that mistake. The Xbox One X going out of production. Like, I could see the, pretty much the all-digital one going out of uh, production, because I don't think anyone particularly cared about that. But they, like... Didn't they just put out the ser- the Xbox One X, like, like, last year or two years ago? It was a few years ago, and then the all-digital, actually, I think was the newest one yeah. they came out with. Uh, so, yes, but also it, it just... It makes, it makes sense, I think, just because, you know everyone is going to be wanting to just buy the series x now yeah that's and there are rumors like i said i can't comment on anything because i don't even know but people have been bringing up a lot of rumors that there's a probably all digital xbox coming soon too the whole project lockhart thing and that would pretty much the series x replaces the one x uh that lockhart one would then replace the all digital and they said they're still continuing the manufacturing of the regular Xbox One S. So for those that yeah. don't maybe want to do that and they still want something that's like still on the more affordable line, you still have the One S, which will play at least for now. Probably most of the current games that will be out on Series X anyway. Yeah, I mean... Because then it, it brings less... Because uh, then you think about it and you're like, okay, yeah, the... Uh, you, you still... Getting rid of the Series... The One X keeps the series x as the main 4k natural the natural 4k console Mm -hmm. whereas the one s is like the more it doesn't really do that as much Uh, it it mainly just does the movies in like digital movies and blu-rays in 4k that's about it yeah so one's still 4k and then digital the one s can do hdr lighting but it can't do like 4k resolution yeah, no, I, I've pretty much memorized the shit out of those working yeah. <laughs> at the physical. Yeah, no, they both do HDR. The One S can do uh, 4K Blu-ray and like streaming in terms of like uh, like Netflix and Amazon 4K. Whereas the One X can do those, but also 60 frames per second 4K with games. Yeah, yeah. So it it's just yeah, it makes sense. 
nothing really much about there, but it's just it's news, and we didn't have too much. So I wanted to add those in. Yeah. And finally, James. I think before you the, want to get on to the long ass Destiny one. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I like yeah. throw in one thing real quick? No, go oh. for it. I need that NES like <laughs> Lego set. I fucking oh need the Lego set, James. I love it. But James, it's also two hundred and twenty-five dollars. I think. I know it is. It's like two hundred thirty. But uh, how big is it? I don't know. But like literally, is it actual size? That I don't even know. Like all I know is like so before it came out, like the day before it came out, I saw people posting screenshots of like a leaked NES, like just the console, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's, that's neat. I might get that maybe. And then like the next day, the video comes out, and it's like, yeah, not only is it a console. But you get a controller that actually plugs into it. I mean, obviously it doesn't do shit, but like, and you got a cartridge that you could slot into the thing, and it comes with a fucking TV that's got a goddamn diorama. I know I'm swearing a lot, but it's, this thing is it like. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is we're an explicit podcast. I was just mainly, you know. This yeah. thing is just like it's so over the top, like it's so much more than I was expecting it to be. That like the fact that it has like you build a tiny little like CRT TV. With a rotating diorama that plays the first level of Mario when you crank it, like, um, a little crank thing. Like, I was like, oh my god, I fucking need this. It's, it's fucking perfect. It's so good. I, god, it, it looks so good. I just look at the price and I look at the NES Classic they came out with. Yeah. And I'm like... (laughs) So this costs more than the one that can play sixty games. Like that's the biggest thing, though. Is that, <laughs> that's like, it. If it played games, I'd be so down. But it doesn't play games, so I'm like, oh, I, I want it, but also I'm like, I still have an actual Nintendo. Yeah, that's fair. It's just Legos are really expensive nowadays, so I was kind of expecting it to be kind yeah. of pricey. Honestly, I was expecting it to be even more expensive. I thought it was gonna be like three hundred dollars. I actually still, I still have that a fat an actual trunk like you know what one of those like luggage trunks but like it's not it's it's a full-on like thing it's like a chest i have a giant chest of legos from my childhood that i've been meaning to eventually like before i move out again like i i do want to recategorize it because apparently the instructions are still somewhere so i want to uh just kind of reset them up so when my niece is old enough to not swallow the pieces she can play with them uh she can play with them but also like my family any other kids that come in the future that these are perfect because oh it's complete sets of legos and also it'll save us money in the future yeah dude i like, <laughs> a lot of money i forget because i don't even know how much my parents uh hundreds of dollars my thousands of dollars probably my parents spent on legos dude like one of the, the prices were always bad yeah one of the last times i went to like a store that had legos in it and was just like browsing to see what they had like they had they sell um like little packets of minifigures like literally like individual minifigures you can buy that are like five dollars yep and i was just like that's Obs- like absurd to me that a, a single Lego minifigure is like $5. The cool sets that were like massive when we were kids are probably like two to $300 now. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's absurdly it, It's insane. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But oh, God. Yeah, I mean, this comes after, too. They had they started showing Mario Legos, so that was kind of cool. But at the same time, I'm not going to get any Legos. Yeah. I just don't. I, I think I, when, my, when I did my graduation trip back in 2016, I bought a... Jurassic World Dilophosaurus Lego set. Oh, yeah. And I never opened it. 
and I was like, oh, this is so tight. And then I was like, what am I doing? And I sold it. <laughs> I think I sold it for more money than I actually got it for, which was even better. But it was the point of like, what, you know, it, it was the whole thing of like, it was, you got, there's a, ma- you know, the, both Disney land, like Disneyland, Disney World, there's a downtown Disney. Both of them have Lego stores. There's even one in San Francisco now. But you go, you see a Lego store and you go, you, it doesn't matter how old you are. You're like, oh, fuck a Lego store. And you run in there and you're like, oh, look at all these like You, it's that inner American consumer. You're like, I, I need to buy, I, I can't leave here without getting something. I should probably get something. Well, it's because they have, I'm in a Lego store. Dude, they have Lego sets for almost every pop culture thing that that's ever been at this point. So yeah. no matter what, Which I, you'll find something I, that you will want. Yes. And as cool as that is, I do miss the non-licensed Legos where before it was, I don't know, if they had Pirates of the Caribbean Legos, you had just, it's the pirate Lego. Before you had Lord of the Rings oh, yeah, Legos, yeah. you had just the fantasy Lego and so on and so on. Like, there was cool space Legos. Uh, there was always Star Wars Legos, really, for us when we were kids. And Harry Harry Potter and Star Wars were, like, the only two that were around when we were kids, I want to say. But you still had other space stuff. You had Bionicles. You had... Remember the Rock Miners? Sort of. There was, like... Uh, there was awesome Rock Miners and these giant golem creatures. There was, uh... all oh, you had the aliens with the tubes and shit. Yeah. That was like that was some two thousand one shit right there, and before Indiana Jones and Legos, they had Johnny Thunder, who was my favorite Lego character. That was like a, there was a full thing. They had different themes because they would do like oh it's Johnny Thunder in Egypt, and uh, they eventually like a year a few years later would be like hey we're doing the Amazon now, and you're like oh those were like yo mom. Get me all of them. Just do it. Please. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. So enough about Legos. <laughs> it's fucking Legos. <laughs> Last piece of gaming news, which will also transition into what we're playing. Uh, Destiny 2 Beyond the Light. Uh, we was recently, you know, it was announced. We were excited for it. Bunchy talked about it. And just recently, right after the announcement now... It has been delayed, so originally it was supposed to come out September 22nd, which makes perfect sense as, like, you know, the durations of each season of Destiny usually lasts around, like, three months or so. Uh, usually two to three months around that time. It has been delayed to November 10th, which is... It's not even a month. That's, like, a month and a half. That's, like, six weeks of a delay there, about. And that's really big because... I mean, it makes sense. So, first off... Uh, from Bungie, uh, quote, this is a quote from Bungie, uh, the past few months have been a challenge and we will continue to be, and will continue to be during this pandemic. We've learned to create together in a new way by having to work apart from one another. Despite these hurdles, we're still committed to the same level of quality that our fans expect. Yeah. So, uh, it was delayed a month and a half. It's going to be some time before we actually get this game or this expansion and this hasn't really happened before at least in the current seasonal style we've been in since the start of year two yeah because you know year one we just had osiris and osputin and they were just really long and you're just kind of like okay but when forsaken came out you actually had like uh the black armory season you had the drifter season you had opulence season and 
you had three and then plus the main one. So really it was all four seasons, just like regular seasons of like fall, winter, summer, spring. And obviously not in that order. And uh, it's that whole thing of, yeah, each one is about three months and you get them the next one. This one completely derails it a little bit. And I'm not really sure what it means for the rest of everything else. If everything now is delayed, like, is it a whole train of delays? I would assume so, at least to an extent. It's like, that is confusing because they, they, they literally did recently talk about what they had planned for the next, like, two years. Go, yeah. Going up and to just, Lightfall or whatever. And, and, like, I don't think they can just shorten the next seasons because that'd be, like, really weird if they kept doing the seasons but they just made them shorter so there's less time to do everything i don't know i think it just makes sense that they're just gonna push everything back at this point but i i obviously don't know yeah it's hard to say um it it would be fine i guess in terms of like one of the the in-between seasons in between the big expansions but uh, it, it's it'll be curious if that just forever means all the big expansions will now instead of coming in September because they usually are in September will they oh, now come yeah. it, or like they're usually September October around that time because uh, I think Shadowkeep was delayed like two weeks as well if I remember correctly but they will now come an entire like month and a half later in November or something they'll they'll always be around some form of time it, it's it's really hard to say though. So we, we'll see what happens with that. We'll, we'll kind of we'll see what happens with the release dates after, let's say, Beyond Light comes out. The season that comes after that, we'll see how long Beyond Light is before that season surfaces. And eventually, too, we'll see when the Witch Queen uh, comes out. When that will ex- what month that'll be in will also tell us too. In twenty twenty one. So with that said. We then have a month and a half extra of Season of the Arrivals. And this season is honestly pretty cool. I I like it so far. I like the... I'm enjoying it a lot, but also it's not too much to do. Like, you have the arrival public events that you do. And you have the interference mission you do as well after you do, like, the... It's like a weekly quest you do that's a story that furthers the story a little bit, gives you lore each week each time you do it, which I've been staying on top of, and I will continue to stay on top of because I will not miss any more seasonal lore because I did that in... Uh, well, I'll talk about it in a little bit. And it's like those two, and then we're getting more stuff, like we're getting the Exodus missions uh, involving like a new exotic, which I believe is... Were the Exodus missions the ones that led to the new uh, Tracer rifle? Or those... I think those are related to Traveler's... The Traveler's Chosen exotic that's coming. Oh, uh, Okay. Because I feel like Exodus will be stretched out in the season because your help... It's like right now, uh, the whole thing in Destiny is like the Darkness ships are on... First, they were in Io and simultaneously appeared on Titan, Mercury, and Mars, which are all four of the planets that are disappearing or planets slash moons that are disappearing uh, at the end of the season. And right now, there's actually in-story stuff where you go to all four planetary vendors or reps, ambassadors, representatives, whatever you want to say. And they are you're helping them fortify right now against the dark, against the darkness and all of the influx of enemies that are kind of gravitating towards the darkness ships. 
most likely, of course, though, at a certain point, it's going to go from fortification to, like, trying to do your best to... It's called exodus, which means, you know, leaving. Yeah. So at, it's going to end with each uh, vendor and, like, it basically going, hey, the the last, like, the, the vanguard piece by piece will be uh, withdrawing from these planets and moons. And that means, like, yeah. the vendor is leaving there, too, and all that stuff. So that's what it's going to end up being. And then we'll eventually, through it, get Travelers Chosen, which will be really cool. And... We also have the uh, what's what's the what's the trace rifle called again? Oh, I, I ruinous effigy. Ruinous effigy uh, has the whole thing where you get that, and then you can start destroying these cra- these fifty orbs that are around the world of destiny, uh, even to the point where it's in the whisper mission, I believe. Oh, really? I still need to do that a bit. For yeah, because we were running through whisper and we saw it, and we were like, ah, shit. <laughs> it was when I was getting my taken ship. And, yeah, so it's going to be interesting. So that said, you have those activities. Those are, like, the seasonal seasonal things. And the cool thing about the Ravel mission, it's not as difficult as the Rasputin Towers or uh, the Vex offensive stuff. Uh, and then the... Uh, Sundial was probably the easiest of them all before, but uh, looking here, we're, we also have the Moments of Triumph going on, which is, like, usually every year there's, like, a Moments of Triumph where you try to kind of... It, it's a greatest hits of stuff and you're trying to get a bunch of things done this year is a little bit different because of course you have five of the raids leaving you have leviathan leaving you have the two raid layers eater of worlds and spire of stars leaving scourge of the past is leaving and crown of stars is leaving so with that they said hey play those five uh do some stuff again you'll get some special treats for doing them again uh but also if you do all five you get the raid ring and stuff like that wait crown of sorrows yeah, Crown of Sorrow, it's the uh, Opulence Raid. So it's in the, it's on the Leviathan as well. Oh, I missed but that. D- I know, I haven't, it's the one of the two raids I haven't actually done. Uh, I haven't done that one or uh, Garden of Salvation. But uh, Crown of Sorrows, you deal with a Cabal, inf- a Hive-infected Cabal. Yeah. Uh, who has, like, uh, Sabathun tricks Callus uh, or, like, gives Callus the crown, and Callus gives it to this guy, and he's just like, ah, and turns into, like, a Hive thing. So it's really creepy-looking. So, we have that, and then uh, I believe the the Solstice uh, event will come too, and that's like kind of when we get the glowing armor, I'm pretty Mm. sure. And, like, remember that one year we had to replay all the the, uh, year one missions, story missions? Yeah, I kind of remember that. Yeah, so we'll probably do something akin to that too, which I'm like, oh god, I just did those, like, to get some lore I was missing, but okay. So, this is what Bungie said so far. I'm looking at their blog post they actually made. With the extra time between September and November, we have some plans to make the most of the suddenly longer season. Moments of Triumph will be extended to November 10th, 2020, cutting it close on some of those tougher triumphs. Here's a little extra time to finish them off. Honestly, all those triumphs are pretty easy. Uh, The only one that I'm... Like, I actually... I'll talk about it a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to it in a bit. Uh, So there's that. Uh, the show must go on. Festival of the Lost will now be taking place during Season of Arrivals, beginning on October 6th. Alright. So, uh, we'll get it this season, which is... That makes sense. So, we're getting, I guess, Solstice of Heroes and uh, Festival of the Lost. 
Uh, we're planning a handful of ritual activity modifiers to look forward to. Increased Valor, increased Infamy, increased Redacted. Uh, a few additional Iron Banner events between September and November, and more. We know that we know that no amount of extra Infamy or Valor will keep your hunger satisfied, but we will have a few more surprises to share on the road to launch. Stay tuned. In the meantime, the pages that appeared on the day we revealed Beyond Light have been updated with all the new and relevant information, just in terms of dates, like vaulting, dates now, delayed, and everything else. Uh, bookmark them or pass them to, along to your friends. Uh, but, yeah, blah, blah. So, yeah. That's the update they had for Season of the Rivals, which I look at it, and they do have kind of like a more updated... Uh, updated version of everything uh just like a picture of it all and it's just like uh it's pretty much everything that says there which we i forget so solstice of heroes starts in a month uh that's gonna be august 11th to september 8th and then uh so that'll be pretty big in terms of like getting keeping people busy probably and the armor looks kind of sick honestly so festival of the lost is october 6th to november 3rd so it's a full month so we'll have a full month of solstice and then a full month of festival. Like this season is so long that in a couple week in one month we have solstice and then there's an entire month empty and then we have a a month of festival of the lost. Like that's how long this shit is. And that's pretty crazy. So what I wanted to I know I kind of dragged on a little bit there, but what I wanted to ask before we kind of talk about what we're doing in it right now is what else can they do? And one thing I did want to say that I was actually talking to my clanmates about that I th it seemed like they agreed with me, they thought it was a good idea, is uh, this season, this year, so year three, uh, was the first year where we had the seasons where after the season was over, their activities disappeared. So uh, the first, during the Shadowkeep season we had, uh, or during Shadowkeep we had the Season of Undying, uh, which had the Vex Offensive uh, activity during uh, season of the dawn or season yeah season of the dawn uh, we had the sundial run mm -hmm. and during season of the worthy we had the Rasputin bunker bunkers and towers or the tower events so what I think they should do because right now we're, we have the arrival public event and each one is like a specific thing. There is also the fact that there's two lore books you cannot get now. Uh, which I, because I've been hunting for all the lore now, James, all the lore triumphs. And the ones you cannot get currently is the the Last Days of Kraken Mare, which is the one you get from Vex Offensive, and Constellations, which is one you get from Sundial. So they did say eventually, like, I think you'd get a chance to potentially get those lore books again, or finish those lore books if you didn't before. But I think sometime during this season, they could actually bring all three public events back, all three of those seasonal events. And the way they do it is like a rotational. So they go, this week we're do it, you can do Vex Offensive again. Next week you can, uh, week one you can do Vex Offensive again. Week two you can do Sundial Run again. Week three you can do Respite and Towers again. And just rotate them through every like, all through alternating three weeks, kind of like the curse at Dreaming City, where the curse is like weak, strong, mm. or medium, or whatever. 
I think that would keep some people interested. It would bring me for sure. It would keep me in easily because I still need to finish those two lore books and I would like to complete everything I can in terms of that kind of specifically in lore. Yeah. So it'd give me a second chance at stuff, especially too, because I honestly didn't even really touch the Vex offensive because I was during shadow keep. I'll be honest. Like I was doing the shadow keep stuff mainly. And then I was still trying to play catch up with some other things. Cause I think like the season before that I was kind of, uh, I think I kind of skipped opulence altogether and which is why I'm making up for it now. Yeah. yeah. That'd be kind of cool if they let people have like a chance to do the stuff that they may have missed. Like I, me- I mentioned on the podcast before that like f- for whatever reason, my apartment at Davis decided to switch to only Wi-Fi, So I couldn't play destiny on my console for like a while. So I straight up missed most of the seasons this year. So mm-hmm. it'd be co- kind of cool to go back and be able to actually play some Sundial and some Vex Offensive and get some of that lore that I definitely missed, too. Yes, so I think they could do that. I think in terms of raids, uh, they can increase the drop rate of certain things. Like, maybe people are missing catalysts or exotics. I heard uh, like- they removed the the limit to the gear that you can get in raids for now like you could just do them over and over and you, the chest will uh keep giving you gear because before yes. it used to be just once a week you play the raid once a week you could play it however however many times you wanted but you could only I guess open that is chests, true. like once a week per character yeah that's that's a good point i was gonna say maybe increase the rate of stuff you can get or like the amount of things you can get because there's still like you ran th- i i think i just did a i i actually ran through scourge of pa- scourge of the past yesterday and I got, like, out of all of it, I got one weapon that I needed, and then I didn't get any of the armor I was still missing, uh. and just got regular armor pieces I already had, and I still haven't gotten Anarchy, uh, which is the exotic in that one. So that was kind of annoying, but I guess it's just kind of stuff like that, but also if you look at um, the rarity of getting the catalysts in the year one raids, uh, for Leviathan normal you can get Skyburner's Oath, which I'm still missing. Uh, if you do the prestige, you get uh, Legend of Acreus's Catalyst. Uh, the prestiges of Eater, Eater Worlds gets you Telesto, and Spire Stars gets you uh, Sleeper Simulant. So, like, the drop rates of those are pretty difficult. I was actually lucky enough the last time I did Spire. I got, a, I got the Sleeper one, which was pretty dope. Nice. But uh, I guess increasing the RNG for those would be really, really nice. But I can't think of too much else. Honestly, including Festival of the Lost was pretty smart, and inc- probably the duration of Iron Banner, just because people want pinnacle drops overall. It, it does, though, give us a lot more time to if there's more stuff you want to get done, which I've seen different people take it. I've, I've seen uh, some clanmates take it different ways. Like one of my clanmates who does a lot of shit, like a lot of shit, he was like, yeah, I'm going to see now if I can get all the seals I'm missing. And I'm like, how many are you missing? And he's like, three. Oh, my God. I was like, you monster. It, which means, James, he did the crazy reckoning one, which means, like, you have to get all the uh, the specific, like, reaper, collector, sentry gear, and you have to do specific things which with each one, which is, like, a shit ton of stuff. Though someone was telling me, like, if you do Gambit just one day straight, you can probably do one at a time. So it would take you, like, a whole week. And you can get through all the armor sets in terms of uh, getting the seal. Hmm. But it's still insane. And 
I don't know exactly what extra stuff I want to do. I guess, like, James, I wanted to talk about here, which is kind of what we're playing, because we are still playing a shit ton of Destiny. I know, um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima just came out. I do want to say really fast, uh, I know you're playing it, James. How are you liking it so far before we continue Destiny? Uh, I like it, but I'm getting really frustrated with the controls. Like... Is it, like, the combat, or, like, uh... There's just, like a lot of button combinations that they want you to be able to do on the fly so and i just i have not played a whole lot of the game yet so maybe i'll it'll click eventually but there are like different sword stances to use depending on which enemy you're going up against so like someone with a shield is better to use this stance against as opposed to like this other stance so and to do that you have to pull like the right trigger to like open up that we like wheel of abilities but then there's also like a separate wheel of abilities for your ranged weapons and that's with the left trigger and i don't know for whatever reason i'm having a hard time keeping like which button combinations activate which stances like while still trying to avoid enemies and shit so again maybe it's just because i'm really early in the game but i am getting frustrated a lot by the combat because sometimes Jin just does not seem to do what i want him to do and oh, I gotcha. like again it's it feels like a bowl of spaghetti the controls right now so I'm, i <laughs> so i like again i will hopefully over the course of the game get used to it and and i think i remember ign's review saying that they had like a similar thing where like eventually the controls clicked with them and it felt amazing but i am liking it so far overall it's just that okay. I, I need to get a bit more used to the controls. I got it in the mail yesterday. I actually got the Steelbook from the PlayStation Direct Store. I'm actually, now that they have a Direct Store, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get everything that I'm physically getting, including probably the PlayStation 5. I'm probably just getting from there at this point. Hmm. Uh, I got it in the mail yesterday, and I was too lazy to open the package. Like, I'm probably doing it after this show, because I have to, you know, disinfect it and everything yeah. else. Uh, usually I, I leave my packages in mail for like three days and then I'll just kind of go, okay, it's safe. But, uh, this one I'll have to be like, ah, oh, I guess it's a fast track. So I, I do want to, I, I was supposed to finish my 2017 games before this came out. That did not happen. Uh, I was so tempted earlier this week, James, I had time. I beat Fractured Butthole, South Park, South Park Fractured Butthole, which I can't wait to talk about. Uh, the next game i had was assassin's creed origins i was about to download it and then i realized oh, it's only two days until ghost of sushi comes out i should probably wait so i'm paused at assassin's creed origins and finally there i made it this is actually probably the game, like the game i wanted to reach in terms of like the one i'm climbing and i'm enjoying all these different rocks as i'm climbing i'm touching this rock and i'm like i love this rock but i'm looking up and i'm like there's a rock up there that i'm like i really want to really want to get to that rock and it's assassin's creed origins and i will probably because i've heard it's an easy plot it's not it's not easy but basically you play the game you only have to just play the game really for ghost of tsushima so when i open it i'll probably play it the only time i'm not playing it is when i'm playing destiny but i'm just going to go for the full platinum all at once for uh, ghost of tsushima when i do play it but i'm probably going to start playing it today so i'll, I'll like get it downloaded the only issue, I think uh, I have to run some errands, so that's why I want to download it now, because uh, I don't want to be at home having it download when I could just pop in Destiny and play that yeah. while I'm waiting. That's because, 
Yeah. So getting, I guess, now back into Destiny, talking about it, James. Uh, we are given an, an extra month and a half to finish what we wanted to do because you you came back. You've been gone for a bit from Destiny for the most yeah. part, and I missed a bunch of stuff too at certain seasons, like Opulence and certain ones in Year Two mainly. I still need to do like the Menagerie. I haven't done, even touched it. Yeah. So we now have a lot of time, a lot more time to finish what we started. Which I will say this: I already could see that I could have finished everything that I wanted to finish in terms of like the gear and weapons I wanted to get from everything I was missing before the season is over in September. This extra time, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do. So I'll just run through it fast. Um, I, at this point, I actually, before we record, earlier this week, I finished Menagerie in terms of getting all the gear and weapons I needed. I got everything I wanted. I also got the lore collectibles in there. There's like five little chalices you can collect. And the only things I'm missing are the class-specific swords that you can get. There's three swords. Uh, you know about those swords, James? No, I, don't, I guess not. Yeah, they're kind of a reiteration of the original swords from year one. Yeah, I remember For those. Destiny 2. Uh, so they're class-specific. So each class gets one. The only way you can get them, they're RNG drops, I believe, for heroic menagerie runs. Mm. Oh, yeah. So I got the hunter one, luckily. But So if I do heroic menagerie, let me know also. Because I could always jump in with my Titan or Warlock, so those are the only two things I'm missing, really, for uh, Menagerie. But otherwise, I'm getting to the point where the only things left for me are... Uh, the only thing left that I can do solo is Bad Juju's uh, Catalyst, because you have to do a lot of shit in the Tribute Hall. You need 45 Tributes. And I didn't realize that. I thought you just had to run through the bad juju mission again. So I did it. And I was like, where's the catalyst? And I went to the uh, the callus statue. And I was like, ah, shit, <laughs> tributes. And I had already been doing them for a long time back when Opulence started. But that was more so uh, easier for me because I wasn't even doing the activities. I was just like, oh, I can purchase all these cool things and make these statues yeah. and stuff. I got enough to and get into bad juju, but I haven't done the catalyst yet. Oh, you got bad, you got bad juju already? Mm -hmm. It's not hard. Oh, shit. There are some that are difficult, I will say, James. There are some that... Oh, I'm sure. They're not hard. They're not hard. They just take a long time. Yeah, I just spent a long and time just buying various um, tribute hall stuff. I used, did you use Bright Dust for some? Yeah. <laughs> did you get the Callus Bounties? Because those apparently decrease a percentage of the cost each I've time I've done a do few them. of those, and those do help. Yeah, I've only at 5%. It's like you, you, you could get up to like 40 or something. I was like, oh, shit, I'm not doing that. But uh, I, I I need one left, I think, before I can get the catalyst. And I if you do like each raid, I think it's if you do Last Wish, Crown of Sorrows, and Scourge of the Past in the either Leviathan armor or the, I think it's in like, the you have to do Menagerie armor set. And if you do it, during the raid, you'll get that triumph, and you'll get the tribute from it. I'm just missing... The only ones I have left is the crown, the last wish uh, tributes, and then there is one for just completing Crucible and Gamut matches. So those are the two that are taking forever. Like, I got all the ones that are like, oh, get uh, combatant and guardian kills and like Gambit, and then guardian kills and Crucible. That was easy. It's just... The matches, let's say if I have all... Menagerie armor 
and weapons and bad juju, it moves up like 8% per match or something. So that means you have to do over 10 runs and it just takes a long time. And I'm just, I'm just a little, I need to take a break because I was like, this is taking a long time. Yeah. I, so after you get, oh God, I keep forgetting the name of it. The, the, the ruinous effigy they like pretty much oh, just give you the catalyst and i was like oh cool awesome but it takes so long to get any is it is it get kills with this it? just get kills with it or the void orbs that you use like that you make when using it and so i was like oh cool that's not hard i've been using that a lot that should be crazy easy i'll just it'll happen eventually and i like, one of the major things that I've been doing recently is I've been doing a lot of Black Armory stuff again, just because I, I, mm-hmm. I want to get those two exotic quests done, and the literally the only thing uh, left to get, at least unless there's more steps after this, which would be insane. The the uh, two exotics I'm going for are the Jotun and the um, the bow. I forget what the bow Monarch. The Monarch. The Monarch. And... Like, the only thing... They both require you to forge 10 legendary frames. And you can only do, like, two of those a week. Yeah. So it's taking... Well, per character, I guess. But it, So it's it's taking me a while to get those done. I'm at, like, 6 out of 10 so far. Yeah, that's just a... That's a time one, dude. And that's the and thing. I, I'm, I'm yeah. just trying to get it done over time so I can get those out of my inventory. So, like, yesterday I was like, oh, hey... I'll just use my ruinous effigy while I'm doing these um, the, the the forge ignitions. That should get me some kills. And I feel like I feel, uh, killed at least like 50 enemies and it got me like 2% of my mm. catalyst. And I was like, oh my god, this is going to take so fucking long. I was literally only using the ruinous effigy the entire time except for my rocket launcher to fight the boss. I mean, it'll happen so, over time, but it's going to take does. a fucking it- while. And it brings me to, like, uh, what else I'm still doing. Like, now that I've finished Menagerie and I'm just doing the tribute stuff, which is, like I said, just kind of doing Gambit and Crucible, uh, which I only need one more, so I might not even bother with those since I have to do... I'm going to keep playing Last Wish and I have to still do Crown anyway. Like, I'll get those two, and maybe I can fill up all the tributes. I'll see, because I only only have a few left. I'm, like, missing those four plus... Uh, one of the bright dust ones. So I think there's, uh, it's like those five and then like one mystery one, I think. So besides that, uh, all I have left is shadow keep. Uh, and when I say shadow keep, I'm just doing the uh, lore stuff. I just need lore connections, which is the revelations, which you just do from doing the Eris Morn uh, weekly quest, uh, weekly bounty where you go to each lost sector. Mm-hmm. And so you get, like, three or four a week, and I think I'll... I have two more to do for this week, and then I just have to do one more bounty next week, and then that's finished. Cool. The other is the dead ghost locations, which I think you could get, like, either one a week yeah. or just doing the activities. I'm almost done with those. Uh, I think I have three left. The So once you get all the ones on the regular patrol area, you get one for that's specifically in the Pit of Heresy. So I actually need to do that dungeon to get oh cool stuff. i just yeah so i i'm doing that and then i have to do the cypher locations still you know the little uh yeah. glowing ciphers yeah, so I those are the last those. so those and then uh getting uh ruinous effigy and getting those orbs really so that's in terms of what i can do solo 
Uh, Because also the lore pieces, like, I've been going through the lore. And those are all three Shadowkeep lore pieces I need, lore books I need, so those will be done. Uh, If I do... uh, I've been doing kills with the thorn. So if you do, like, 500 Uh, kills or something crazy with thorn... I, dude, it's taken a long time, but that's what I'm like. That's what I'm fine with when you're saying ruinous effigy because I've been basically using Thorn only, and now bad juju because of the tribute hall. So I keep switching between them depending on the activity, and I am down to I think my final Thorn lore piece, and so once that's done, uh, that's pretty much it for that, and of course, truth to power. Mm. Uh, is the one where you have to do the uh, you'd get the offering to the oracle uh, from doing like blindwell runs and you only can do it once every three weeks when the curse is strongest unless you try to glitch it which is like doing it at the end of the second week right before reset uh which i think i get to do next week i think i think uh so i have to do that of course and that's the one that's taking time which means now with the delay i think potentially james i can i think i might be able to do it this season uh, get it all done this season if if the glitch works and I can get two every three weeks instead of one every three weeks mm. then I would get it done in probably five weeks uh, or uh, five sets instead of ten sets so maybe I can get it done this season we'll, we'll, we'll see soon enough I guess but I got that and then the opulence uh lore apparently the all i have left is all from crown of sorrows Mm. so doing that will get me that afterwards i'm just missing gear i know i'm basically just going through the list here but after that it's really just stuff that involves other people i have to still do heroic zero hour in general to get the catalyst for outbreak perfection or outbreak perfected which i'm assuming uh, to get the masterwork, you then have to keep running Heroic Zero Hour, so I probably have like four runs or something, I'm not sure how many times it'll take. So I got that. I still have to get all of the remaining weapons and gear for Last Wish and Search of the Past, and basically still like run through and get all that stuff for uh, Crown of Sorrows and Garden of Salvation. So I got like four raids I still gotta keep running through for pe- with people, including getting the exotic uh, weapons. I haven't gotten them for any of those four yet, too. Uh, there's still weapons I need to get in Pit of Heresy, so I'll be running through that. I still have to do Prophecy. I haven't even run through that one yet. Same. So it's all of the really team-oriented stuff, like fire a team of like three to six people. So with all of this happening, I'm pretty much now like... I don't necessarily care as much about power level anymore. I'm not going for... I, I pretty much surpassed Powerful Gear. It, powerful Gear doesn't matter. I'm, st- I'm not, at least for now, going to focus on other characters. I'm still just going to focus on my one. Uh, just because as much as I'd love to, I can definitely, like, boost the other two and just do all their shit. Uh, I still want to do my other backlog of games. And yeah. I'm pretty much like, okay, my new uh, thing is, if it's, like, the weekly stuff for the lore I need to do, then I'll do that. I'll be doing the arrival with uh, interference to get that stuff as well as uh, maybe focus on ruinous effigy and then other than that i'm just gonna be like volunteering anytime there's raids anytime i can get uh i'm actually finally someone's gonna run me through heroic zero hour tomorrow which i'm excited about uh so i'll be getting heroic zero hour done i'm gonna be getting the raids done i'm gonna be getting the dungeons done uh those are now gonna be my full focuses 
Uh, that said, once it's all done, like, through it, James, I've been filling out Moments of Triumph, so I think afterwards the only things I might do is, like, maybe get to Legend in Glory again for competitive Crucible, and then, like, try to do Trials for that last, like, Moments of Triumph Triumph that's, like, probably gonna be the hardest, is, like, getting, I think, seven wins it wants you to do. But yeah, that's my whole, uh, Destiny 2 run. Because otherwise, after that, there's, like, you could do Seals and other Triumphs, and I'm like, I could, and I might later, but for now, I'd rather than, like, just focus on other backlog games and potentially, James, this extended season gives me an opportunity to jump back into Division 2 as well. So I might oh, yeah, be huh. excited to do that. Yeah. Sorry, I went on a rant there. I was just like, oh, this is my whole entire written list in my head. No, no worries. I'm, like, just excited as you, like, seeing I got an extra month and a half to get as much shit as I can done. Like, I've got a, a whole bunch of those old, like, like each season, um, Shax and Zavala and, like, other people will give you, like, a... Uh, I can't remember if they're called Pinnacle Quests or just, like... Yeah. The, um the legendaries that you can work for or whatever from them like i have a lot of those stacked up and i don't know if i'll get all of them done or if i even care to but i I don't want to just delete them until i literally just don't have the choice i guess yeah because i also like my my goal here has been to get all the gear and weapons i'm just like fill out the collection sheet at least for my hunter, not necessarily. I don't care about the gear for my Titan and Warlock. I Like, only yeah. the exotic stuff I care about, that's about it. Which I do have almost every single thing anyway. But, yeah, it's just that kind of focus there. And I honestly hope, I think, aside from Truth to Power, because that takes forever, uh, I, I honestly think I could probably get through most, if not all, of that stuff this month and August. I can probably finish it. Like, I want it done in those two months where... I'm barely even, I'm barely playing later on. I'm just doing like the new seasonal activities are going to have later. And then I'll just probably be playing division two and other shit. Like that's the goal right now. But okay. Uh, let's finish off here with some, uh, some of what we're actually playing and watching though, James. And if you'll allow me, I just want to knock out a movie really fast yeah, no just to start off with i i've I realized my movie list has grown my game list is not too bad it's like less than a dozen things but my movie list is well over a dozen at this point so uh a movie i watched this a lot of this stuff is actually closer to the quarantine that's that's how long this list has gotten uh i watched a movie called hell comes to Frogtown. Right. have you ever heard of that no so it's this movie uh it's about like this guy that apparently like it's hard for most people are uh i think male and female don't have can't do sexual reproduction anymore like of course they could still have sex but they can't like produce children so like for the most part it's like yeah like that but it's kind of just more ridiculous uh i i'm trying to think of like how to describe it but it stars uh, Roddy Piper. Really? For, you might know him. Yeah. So, of course, for those that don't know Roddy Piper, he's in, like, They Live from John Carpenter and various other films. But he's, like, the main star in that. So he's a guy who garan- he's guaranteed to get you pregnant <laughs> if you can have a baby. <laughs> so it's, like, a whole adventure where, like, this military, these two military women are, like, taking him to they're all they're going to rescue all of these uh 
fertile woman from these frog mutant people. Okay. Because there's it's a, a place called Frogtown where it's actually like frog people. And throughout the course of the movie, he keeps getting laid or like women try to have sex with them even if they don't can't have babies and stuff. And they're like, I've heard the rumors and I want to see if they're true. And it's just the most ridiculous. It's, of course, there's a bunch of nudity in it. It's very, it's somewhat raunchy, but it's so funny. I was, we were laughing so hard when we were like, this is one of, um, a lot of the movies I have right now, just because, uh, throughout the quarantine, when I'm ever doing shit on my own, I've been focusing solely on games, uh, but I'll do like movie watch parties with friends. And those are the movies on my list for the most part. And so we're just cracking up watching this ridiculous movie of Roddy Piper just, uh, getting laid and. Uh, woman trying to have sex with him the whole time and frog people trying to kill him and there's like this random old guy that's like Roddy! I forget what the guy's what was the fucking his character's name was uh, uh, Sam Hell Sam Hell so like uh, that's why it's called Hell Comes to Frogtown and and there's just some old dude that's like, ah, oh, Sam, I haven't seen you forever. Dude, like, as a, it's some old dude that you're supposed to like, oh, it's this random old guy that just, like, gets killed or something at one point. And you're like, oh, no, they lost an old guy. And at the end, you're like, oh, thank God, all the, all the reaper, all the fertile woman and the, the hot military babes are all alive. And it's just the most, because the whole time you're, like, freaking out. And through the whole movie, all they do is keep killing off the ugly frog people and the old people. But they don't kill any of the young, attractive people. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's so, dude, it's so, it, and it's like straight up frog people. Like, if you watch it, you're just cracking up at the looks of what they look like and what they do through the whole thing. And some of the shots, it's, it's just, it's one of those, um, it's just, it feels like one of those bad but good 80s movies. Where you're just like, it's so much fun. You're just like, you, you don't watch it because you're like, I want a masterpiece. You watch it because you're like, I'm having such a good time right now. Yeah. All right, your turn, James. Uh, I'll get one out of the way that like probably won't take too long because I it's been a while and I don't remember every episode. But I finally got around to watching episode or season fourteen of uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. And like, there's definitely a couple episodes that for sure stand out like d-day was like freaking hilarious just because oh. it's like a kind of sequel to mac day i gotta go take a shit yeah dude oh god like the fact that they're trying to like run a scheme around her the entire time and it's like they're failing utterly but they're just like okay no we can fix it we can fix it it was so fucking funny and then i particularly I particularly liked the last episode where Mac is like trying to come out to his dad finally or explain. Oh, uh, was it that? Was that the same season? That was the same season, and I, I just oh, I love God. how the entire episode Frank is just like I don't get it. I don't get gay people. Like I don't get why you'd want to have like a dude like get on your butt or whatever. Like I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand why you have a guy on your butt. Yeah, I and mean, like. And Mac is, like, trying to explain, like, if I could explain what being gay is like, it would be a dance with God. And, like, all... And he... he The God's, like, a sexy babe. Yeah, he he describes it He says it. And then at the end of the episode, he, like, puts on this, like, song and dance routine. At a prison. At a prison. And I'm, like... Where his dad is, because, of course, his dad's a... He's a convict. Yeah, and I'm, like, okay, there's... 
there's no way this is actually happening in real life. Like, because we've seen that before in, like, uh, like the episode where the gang goes to their high school reunion and they all think they're doing, like, an awesome dance routine and it, it's actually fucking terrible. Yeah, they're, they're all so, really, like, high. I thought it would be something like that, but it looks like he just straight up did this, like, beautiful song and dance routine. And, like, I don't think it worked for his dad or whatever, but, like, Frank was finally, like... I get it. He was now. crying. He was crying. He's like, I understand. The, the, I get it. Now. All of the prisoners were clapping. It was <laughs> you watch it, and you're it's actually emotional for the people. I was like, for the first time, in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I was like, this is beautiful. I know, right? It was so. It good. was actually beautiful. <laughs> it's so fucking good. So, like, like I uh, said, I don't remember any of the the rest of the season, but like those two particular episodes was, in particular were so good. Was this the same season? I actually don't know then if there was a season after, because I could have sworn there was, but is this the same season where the gang goes to the Super Bowl? Uh, I know. Uh... Maybe that's the season after. Oh, okay, it must, it must have been the season after, because the gang goes to the Super Bowl, and Charlie, uh, does, he gets left behind, and he does oh, all this oh, stuff where... yeah, no, that was that season. Oh. You have to, wasn't it, you have to put your foot back in the trap? Yeah. Yeah, you have to put your foot back in the trap so like, the Eagles they, go in the game. Because they were super superstitious and just yeah. thought that everything that he was doing was helping them win <laughs> and as soon as he like got his foot out of the trap it's just like oh no we're losing charlie got it for those that don't understand he got his foot stuck in a bear trap and then he has like these uh these hallucinations of actual eagles football players they actually got certain athletes from the eagles to be in the, in the episode and they're supposed to be like his superstitious cautious uh or conscience and uh, he gets his foot out of the trap, and uh, they start losing, and the guys are like, ah, oh, you know, you're going to have to put your foot back in the trap, and he puts his foot back in the bear trap. <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous. It's so good. It's so ridiculous, but it's so good. I think there was another episode, too, where Charlie, he was, like, a private investigator. He was trying to figure out, like, who shit the floor or whatever. Oh, the the noir episode? Yeah. Oh, so oh that was great. Like, I love it ends with... Uh, it turns out that the waitress was selling the maraschino cherries because they, like, fermented. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I poisoned you, Charlie. Now you'll, like, forget about everything and you can't stop me or whatever. And he's like, no, you didn't poison me because I drank a cup of bleach before this. And she's like, what? what? Like, yeah, don't you know that, uh, like, poison cancels out other poison? She's like no it doesn't if anything you poisoned yourself more and he just starts like vomiting coughing blood. up blood <laughs> so funny <laughs> so uh, wait was the was it this season or next what about the, the one of the best ones I, was the zoo did you see the zoo oh uh, yeah that was the zoo season man I should go back and watch the season because I like forgot most of I want to watch the zoo episode specifically again I love the zoo episode because wasn't there something about having sex in the Gay dads having sex in the bathroom. Oh yeah, like fr- uh, closeted Mac- Mac gay dads trying to like seduce like dudes in the bathroom because apparently that's just like a thing that happens at zoos. In the zoo, and I was like, wait, what? And like the one thing that Ma- <laughs> that Dennis wanted to see was like the lion feeding. Oh <laughs> yeah, the lion. <laughs> and then the, don't they do the the prairie dog or like the meerkat? Yeah, like and like the one together? thing that Charlie wanted to see was the meerkats or the. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's like at the very end of the episode they all like settle their differences by just communicating like prairie dogs. 
It's like wasn't that also the one where D gets uh, attacked by the goats too? Yeah, apparently that's like an yeah. ongoing thing that she keeps she keeps getting like left in the petting zoo and just like attacked. Yeah, it's fantastic. That shows are so funny. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, next for me, I uh, just want I do want to tackle this one really fast. I, I don't want to see it on my list anymore because I hated it. Uh, another movie my friends and I watched on our mo- one of our movie nights was called Veronica. And yes, that sounds as uh, sexual as it does because it was, but also no. <laughs> it was like a weird horror movie where they're doing like, I've, I'll be honest, I don't remember too much of it now because it was also at the beginning of the quarantine, but also I've been trying to forget a lot of it too. So it just sticks in there whether you wanted to or not. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like a weird movie where it's a lot of, it's a lot of a shit ton of nudity, and it's got like a lot of sexual innuendo happening throughout it, and you have like all these. It's supposed to be like Crypt Keeper style, where there's this woman who's like, "Horror shit's happening, guys!" And here's another tale, and like she's doing something like this woman is doing something to another woman, and she's they're both supposed to be like very hot and stuff, and. The quality was so, like, some of my friends were loving it because of how cringy it was. It was incredibly cringy. And I I was like, I, I hate how bad this is. Because it's not funny bad for me. It's not good bad. It's just bad. Mm. And the whole time I'm just cringing through it. And I just couldn't do I hated it. I was, because it, it, since it's like an anthology movie, I'm hoping that each one they show is the last one. Oh, no. And then someone will move the thing, and you'll see how much time is left. And I'm like, how much more is there? How much fucking more is there in this fucking movie? <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's so bad. Even And, and it just showed me, too, because, of course, I'm a, I'm a straight guy, so the amount of, like, attractive women they're showing... It's not even. It's not even doing anything for me. I'm just like, I just, I don't want to be here. I don't want to. I, I want to do this from hanging out with my friends. But this sucks. This sucks. I hate it. It's really bad. And it's stories from like uh, I think a woman. Her, was it her boobs turn into like a? There's like a spider guy that comes out her. I forget. There's like a weird spider guy that comes out of her body, weird. and it was something about her boobs or so. I forget. It was really weird. I'm not even joking. It was something about her boobs. And there's a spider dude that keeps like killing people, and there's like a weird relationship with them. I don't remember what it meant, and then, like, there's one where this woman keeps killing guys, or she either keeps killing guys or girls, and taking their skin or something, and then there's a queen of blood, and all she does is, I don't even think there's anything special about her, she just keeps taking all the attractive women in, like, the kingdom or village, and killing them and bathing in their blood, she just has, like, blood orgies in their blood. And it's just, and there's like a, a wolf that hunts down a girl, and guards are like, hey, 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 hey. and I think that's the whole movie. Uh, the way I described it is the exact. It's exactly how the entire movie goes. Weird. Yeah, there's like spider people with boobs and uh, like monster woman killing people at stripper clubs and uh, queens bathing in blood, doing weird sexual blood or i don't know getting off of she gets off of blood or so i don't fucking it was weird it was so not? weird what I'm just, <laughs> I'm just joking like do you not get off on blood i don't i don't I, know man i totally don't i don't 
I've never heard of that before. It was it was just really bad. It was just really bad, and I I just didn't want to deal with it. At the end, I forget who showed us the movie. I just remember telling them they're a piece of shit after, <laughs> and, I, and I hated them for it. It was just so shitty. I was because I think it was I was angry because it's at the beginning of the quarantine. And I was like, you took valuable time of my life for <sighs> this, and I could have left at any time. I really could have. I think actually one of my friends did leave at the beginning. It was either this movie or another movie. I think, no, he left at Frogtown. He left at Frogtown because sex came up, and he's like, I don't want to see this. And we're like, okay. But uh, this one was like, yeah, I just, it was just nasty. It was just nasty. I didn't like it. Weird. Yeah. Uh, we're at an hour and a half. Do you, I don't know, James, I'm feeling, I'm still feeling a little good. Do you want to keep going or do you want to stop I here? I could probably get, like, one more thing done super fast. All right, go for it, because uh, the next thing I got was, like, True Detective Season 3, and I feel like I'd talk a little bit more about that in right. more length. So, uh, probably the easiest one to get out of here super fast would be something that came on Netflix a while ago called Midnight Gospel, and mm-hmm. that was a weird one, because it's an animated show, but it feels more like a podcast, and it, it actually turns out that I believe that the dialogue for the show is actually based off of a person's actual podcast that exists, and they just took the audio for that and just animated stuff over it. So it's really weird. It's got a lot of really psychedelic, interesting visuals, but it, it never really has anything to do with what they're actually talking about. Oh. So it's more like... You you're listening to an interesting podcast about existential like issues of what it what is reality and what does it mean to be human what does it mean to exist I guess but with just like really interesting colorful visuals in the background so it was odd it's probably not for a lot of people but I just kind of ended up ignoring the visuals for the most part and just really getting into the dialogue between the the host of the show and the people he was so you're more listening to the show than watching the show yeah and it because they were talking about in in, partly because i really like discussing philosophy and uh, like i think it's i like to ponder the universe basically so and this show was basically all that of like what does everything mean and why do we think it means what it does and like what the last episode was about like i think it was an interview with the um between the the person putting on the show and their mom who had been diagnosed with cancer and was dying and oh. and it was um you know him talking like how how do you reconcile the fact that you're not going to be here anymore like how do you like, what do you, how does that make you feel? Because, like, I don't know how to make that feel because I don't want to live in a world without you, mom, or whatever. Like, it was sad, but at the same time, it was a beautiful episode because her perspective on, like, what it means to let go and move on to whatever the next phase of existence is, I, I liked listening to that person's perspective. It was, I thought, very eye-opening in terms of, getting other people's perspectives on interesting philosophical like questions but again i can see how a lot of people would not be into this show because it's not really a show it's more of an animated podcast Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's an interesting experience for the very least i probably won't watch it myself but it does sound interesting 
Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I can't watch everything. Yeah, no, no. I, gotta, yeah, I, I literally... You know how like, much I still have. It was one of those things that Netflix recommended it to me, and I think one of my few issues with it was the visuals for the animation were oftenly, like, overtly sexual to the point of just, like, we're just trying to get you to be squeamish or whatever. Like, uh, like literally the VR, like, rig that the main character, like, goes into to go on his virtual ex like ex what do you even call them expeditions or whatever because he, he like every episode is him going to some other virtual world and it also has a lot to do about like it, avoiding your own personal problems and stuff like that and how that mm-hmm. doesn't make them go away uh but like literally the vr rig that he puts his head into is just a straight up vagina and it's like as is tradition and it's like, okay, so it's like, you remember in Rick and Morty, there's the occasional, uh, like, skit, or not skit, but there's the occasional time where they're going through different dimensions, and it's like, this is the dimension of butts. It's like that, but the entire show. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. Yeah. Right. But again, like, the visuals aren't, like, the main focus of it. It's really, like, what the people are talking about that's the focus. So, so pretty uh, much you're just listening, you look up, and you're like, what the fuck is happening? You look back Exactly, down. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So it was just one of those things that Netflix recommended it to me, and I gave it, like, I gave the first episode a shot, and I was just like, I have no idea where this is going. And it just, literally every episode is completely unrelated. It's just literally different, like, conversations that this guy has had, but animated. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well... I really want to talk about one more, but I just don't. Just too much. Yeah, because you. We should probably end it. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't. Okay, so I. I really want to get to. I don't want to talk about it yet because it's going to take too much time. Like it's not going to be Witcher length, but it's going to be like long in terms of talking about. But this both South Park games. Because mm. uh, I, j- James, I haven't touched. Assassin's Creed Origins, Shadow of War. Call of Duty World War Two or Uncharted Lost Legacy, and I think maybe like uh, there might be another game in there. I just can't remember the name. I haven't touched those games yet. I played Horizon, and I can easily say, so far, Fractured Butthole is my game of the year. I've never smiled playing a game like it was so amazing. But I I can't talk about it here because it's going to take too long. But I'll, I'll I want to get down the list so I can get to it faster because like smaller you know I can get the smaller things out of the way. I'll uh, talk about you know what I'll talk about. Um, I played uh, a game called I, I played um, Rainbow Six Siege uh, earlier a few a couple I've been months ago. I'd to say try that for a while. Yeah, it's uh, it's really cool. I like it. I just um, it's not a game I would play on my own mm. easily. I, I wouldn't like randomly match with people. I was playing with one of my friends, Andreas, who's a well, not anymore, a uh, mixture streamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he his mixer streaming name was uh, Dandy Plays, because uh, at school we actually used to just call him Dandy. Uh, he he, uh, he I need to actually ask him if he's doing Twitch or YouTube now because he, he his streaming's not his main thing. Uh, he works at a company, but he uh, he he does streaming a lot, and. He got me on one of his live streams along with a couple of our friends, uh, and we started doing Rainbow Six Siege, to which I kept telling his uh, audience to 
uh, donate money to him, and all the proceeds will go to me getting all the characters in Rainbow Six Siege, and I'll take all the money. It was pretty funny. But, uh, which actually did kind of get me, like, oh, maybe I could stream in the future, like, doing that. It was kind of fun. But uh, we played Rainbow Six Siege, and it was really cool. I liked the strategy, and, of course, the real, like, you know, you're going to die pretty fast in yeah. it. And playing with other people, it's very fun. And the way I would play, James, I was like, hey, guys, I'm the wild card. <laughs> and what I would do was I'd just go somewhere completely random and just hi- I'd just hide somewhere and always come out out of nowhere and just start killing everyone. Not killing everyone, like, because I still sucked compared to a lot of the people playing because a lot of them have been playing a lot and I barely have touched this game. And it's been a while since I played a shooter on PC. So... I would just, like, hide in a bathroom or just hide in this random spot. Because you can't, you can't like, be aware of every single corner. So someone can always get you somehow. And so I would wait at a really weird location. And someone would come out. Or I'd just wait a second until they're firing on someone else and come out and be like, Surprise! Mm-hmm. And just, like, shoot them up. And they're like, what the fuck? You- oh, come around, you piece of shit. And I was like... <laughs> it, it was it was actually really fun i actually have to hit him up again because he did want to he plays like at least he streams like on pc like rainbow six destiny and uh, i think hunt showdown which everyone in my freaking discord plays hunt now like our game chat has become hunt showdown the chat weird it, it's apparently really good and i it's a premise i actually would dig because i love the idea of hunting and hunting monsters especially but it's like a battle rail where I guess you're all hunting monsters, but there's other teams of people in there also hunting monsters yeah. that you can fight. And I think because everyone kept talking about it and playing it so much, it was one of those... Um, the hype has made me not want to play it type games, if that makes sense. You know how when something gets really hyped and you hear it so much that you don't even want to think about it? Yeah, no, it was like I have that. the same issue. Where if someone tells me I have to play something... I'm immediately like, well, no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, so I I bought it. There was a Steam sale, and I just got it. And I told them, yeah, I'll play it. And I installed it, and they're still playing it. And I'm just like, I'm playing Destiny 2. I just can't right now. I just don't want to. Uh, so if they have to... I'll, I'll do it eventually, or they have to drag me into it and go, hey, we're playing right now. You have to play it. I'll be like, fine. But otherwise, I'm just still like... <laughs> I just... I don't know. It's like, oh, you can play with your friends. And I'm like, I could... But I can also play Destiny. Yeah. And play with my clan and also play single player shit like it was a Tsushima now. So we'll see. But yeah, at least it, it got one more off the list. But Rainbow Six Siege is cool. I like it. Uh, it's definitely something I will probably just play when Andreas wants me to jump on. Uh, but that's about it. Uh, there's more, but I could, I'll could i stop there for now and just cut it at this point. Because there, there's plenty. There's so much, James. Yeah. I, 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 I'm hoping that the amount we could output on the show will uh, be more than the amount I can keep adding each week <laughs> to the list. <laughs> Alright, so that's it for our show this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, went a little bit extra just because, yeah, so not got a couple more things on that list. Uh, and we just kind of, I went on a tangent for Destiny, and then also we went on the tangent on Transformers, which was completely unrelated to anything we were talking about. Uh, it just was Mark. It's I blame Mark Wahlberg personally. Uh, about I blame it. Michael Bay for not knowing how to yeah. make a decent movie. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, old Michael Bay was better. So, 
if you want to support the show, or if you want to, I guess, start off, uh, do you want to write in to us? You can write in at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. You can send us any questions you want us to read on the show. If your question is the first one we read, then you will get a copy of Midnight Ultra on Steam. Uh, if you want to also leave us any feedback, positive or negative, once again, you could email us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Uh, this will also be in the show notes, so just click on like uh, details for the episode, and you'll see it at the in the text there at the bottom. And if you want to support the show, you can. Or uh, sorry, I'm getting a lot of order there. I didn't write it down this time. But uh, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at Sutra Side Talk. If you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at Invader Jim One Two Four. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at GoGoComzilla. And if you guys want to support us in any possible way, of course, currently we're not taking any monetary uh, donations at this moment or a monetary uh, exchange like Patreon or anything like that. Uh, if you want to subscribe to us, follow us, like us, uh, review us, give us like five stars on whether, whether it's SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, all that kind of stuff, whatever it is for that platform, anything you can do would be fantastic. Best you can do, of course, though, is to share with other people so just uh word of mouth retweet us on twitter or just share it with friends on social media that kind of stuff helps us out the most uh just getting more people to listen uh just kind of gets us out there a little bit more uh that would be fantastic and of course uh this week's weekly donation site uh just like a charity or like helping out uh this week is going to be the sierra club so they're more for environmental activism and helping kind of like national parks and things like that so that will there'll be a link there for that uh, association and that is it for the show this week guys uh next week though i will say really fast uh we i believe james it'll be a very xbox centric show because we'll have the uh xbox games showcase uh going on so we can finally talk about halo infinite dude they've been actually saying that like well, I think yesterday it was like six days to Halo Infinite. Now it's five days. I'm getting yeah, super hyped because that's the one thing that will probably make me want to buy an Xbox Series X when it comes out. Yeah, and it, it, I'm I'm hoping I hope they'll also tell us the price and the date and be like pre-orders are live now. But who knows? Because uh, obviously we thought maybe they might do that for PlayStation at their show and they didn't either. Yeah. So we'll see if they actually do it for this one. But we'll definitely talk about the first party games also. Uh, if the schedule allows, James, we'll of course have a third person on the show uh, for it. Uh, his name is Orin, and he's actually a host of the Halo Podcast Evolved show, which is a lore-centric Halo podcast. Uh, so we could get him to talk about the show as well in general, as well as uh, kind of specifically on Halo Infinite, because I think out of everything besides the date and price... Uh, would be mainly Halo Infinite that we are looking forward to yeah. learning more about, I would say. Most likely. Yeah. But that is it, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week. And until then, have a have an enjoyable week, and this will probably be out on Monday. Right. Thanks for listening.